hilarious. I think voice know what else to say maybe it's just a texas thing and i just don't know anything you better to say oh we're back yeah it's just like <laughs> we're back and i just like say that every time and i'm like what else can i say to open the episode it's the sam ellinger in me i'm sorry it's i don't know how to get got, out of me yikes. yeah what week is this this is week what a football week seven it is what seven. we're recapping yeah, it seems like football is almost over, and I'm kind of disappointed Thank about it. God, halfway through the season, <laughs> they got it's crazy. Thank <laughs> God, it's almost over, dude. String, you can't feel like that. It's, it's, no, it's too early felt, for that. No, no, y'all, y'all heard me this time. I felt like that back in July. Like I have been dreading this year that this entire time, and it is coming to fruition, man. Can I say? I thought the buy would help me, but I think the buy has made every emotion in regards to football a hundred times worse. Like, especially taking a buy after an L, I just felt kind of anxious all week. And my brother is the biggest Oregon fan humanly possible, especially the biggest one in the South. And like talking to him post Washington game, he started walking me through every nightmare scenario. And then I felt a hundred times worse about everything. So now I'm like in a bad state of dread right now too, for no reason. Yikes. I felt good on the bye. I got to watch everybody else struggle and uh, be stressed out, and I didn't have to worry about it. I, I appreciated that. I appreciated the repeat from that stress. But there were some teams that were stressing out. Uh, I guess we should start with Washington, Oregon, since you've already mentioned it. That was the biggest game of the weekend, and it really, really lived up to the hype. Uh, both teams, I thought I came away from that game, first of all, being impressed by both teams and thinking that both teams are – the in the best, you know, six, eight teams in the nation. Uh, kind of watching the difference between how Washington will go downfield. They don't really run the ball, but they'll go downfield a lot versus, you know, Bo Nix is like a, you know, his, he, he averages five yards per attempt. So they have a really efficient offense. The completion percentage is extremely high, but they don't really go downfield a lot and kind of, you know, but they can run the ball at least better than Washington. And seeing the way this game played out was just, fascinating i'm sure y'all 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 caught it as well you know what's uh, crazy go ahead kaylin deboer the washington head coach you know his overall head coach record is he's Something. 96 96 and 11 jesus he's been, a head, he's been a head coach he was 2005 to 2009 as a place as sioux falls and then came back to being a, a was took a break for 10 years. I don't know why it took a break for 10 years, but then he's been a head coach. He's been a head coach for basically 96 and 11, man. That's his, that's his head coaching record. That's insane. That crazy. Like that is very insane. That's crazy. Um, string. Did you watch this game? I watched parts of it. I watched the highlights of it. So of course we got to get into like donkey of the day, jackass of the day, strings, big brain shit. What in the hell was Lennon thinking? I hated it. I fucking hated it. I I hated it. He was a jackass. And the thing is, I get it to an extent, to the point of like, yes, you're aggressive, you're going to play aggressive. But at some point, you have to realize like, hey, I need to stop doing this shit. Like, when it's coming to the end of the game, I don't give a shit about the field goal. The end of the game, not punting from like, what, your own 40, 50-ish? What? Basically the 50 with, with, with with two minutes left. They, I really, I really hated the the first one before the half. You're down four. 
They make the drive. First of all, Washington has the ball before the half with a chance to go up 11 before the half, which I thought was going to be really – I mean, I thought that might have been game over for Oregon at that point. Penix throws the one pick he threw. Oregon gets that pick. It's a massive play. And now they're driving to go get points. They go down into the red zone. They're on like the five or six yard line, uh, you know, with fourth and goal, basically. Or maybe they're on the three or four yard line with fourth and goal. And at that point, I think you take the points, especially because you're getting the ball after the half. So get it down to one and then get the ball back. He goes for it there. They don't get it. Then they get the ball back after the half. They don't move the ball. And so Washington gets the ball with a four-point lead, and Washington goes up 11 after halftime. And I, at that point, I did think the game was over. But it wasn't because Oregon came back and took the lead. Washington, you know, but Penix, after – so you're looking at like two minutes left in the game on the 50-yard line. Oregon is driving the ball. Oregon has a three-point lead or four-point lead. Oregon's up four. Now they're deciding whether they want to go for it on fourth and – I think it was fourth and two or whether they want to punt and make them drive the field. Obviously, Washington had had some success going down the field, but I agree with you. You I, you got to punt that ball. Put the ball on the one-yard line or on the five-yard line and make, him, make them go prove that they can go beat you from 95 yards away. Instead, he goes for it. He does not get it, and Washington scores in two plays. Literally two plays. Literally two touchdown. plays. <laughs> I had PTSD the whole game. So who was it? I think it was the first time Washington got stopped during the goal line, right? Yep, Washington. Washington did get stopped at the goal line once. Oregon so got stopped at the goal line twice. PTSD flared up from Texas Oklahoma right there, and then <laughs> my PTSD flared up again when like Washington went down the field in no time. So again, reiterate. Yeah. I know we're talking about another program, but this was an awful bye week for me. But like, I mean, like, it's it's the decision. Like, I agree. In hindsight, it's a shitty decision. But like, when you think about all of, all of the like all of the parameters about making a decision on the road and on the road, especially the in road, a big game, yeah. there is a pressure to be, you are, I mean, I assume that they were, I assume that they were probably three, that three point underdog, something like that, maybe five point yeah, underdog, something like yeah, that. I think it was three. Yeah. Three point underdog. You're on the road. You're underdog. Like I can understand. You got a pretty dynamic offense. Like I can understand. It's one of those things where I like, it's big brain shit. If it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Where if it works, then you're a fucking genius and you're being aggressive on the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that margin, you know? But I feel like it's one thing to do that like once or twice. It's another yeah. thing to consistently to do yeah. the stupid shit over he did it. and over we didn't even and mention over. He did it in the third quarter or fourth quarter. He did it again at the goal line. I mean, he yeah. he he that I mean, he was just spamming the aggressive button, but it wasn't working yeah. out for him. Not to mention the fact that a few of the play calls themselves on the fourth down plays, like the first one before halftime, they did a rollout to the right side, which I hate because yeah. you're cutting off. You gotta you gotta get cutting two yards. Field. You're cutting yeah. off half the field. Yeah. Immediately you know what don't this like. Was like you know how when you play video games and back in the day it used to be like as Madden. And it's like when you ask Madden on like fourth down, it gives you like four options to punt. Like it's like punt left, punt right, punt left, punt right. <laughs> Dan Landon saw that shit. He was like, fuck it. Leroy Jenkins, I am not following any of this. Like literally, <laughs> there's like, no other option for you to do here. It is punt. That, But like that's the thing that gets me too. like thinking about that, like these decisions in, in, in coaches and situational aggression. I think I talked about that last week with Jimbo in the Alabama game. And I'll talk about that again with the Tennessee game. Is that like... There's no real rhyme or reason or pattern of thought when making these decisions about whether it's best for the situation or whether it's best for the game itself. It's just kind of vibes. You know, they're going off feel. There's no, and then maybe like there's the analytics component of it, but like 
you know, it's the same thing with like Miami the other day, like Miami, whenever they lost to Georgia Tech, you know, you fuck just fucking kneel the ball. Like it's, that's yeah, the smart the decision. If you were to ask chat GPT what you should do in that moment, they'd say kneel the fucking ball. <laughs> that's what we probably but, should have. That should be like instead of the get back coach, let's have the, the chat card, GTP yeah. coach. Instead of the car, somebody should be carrying an iPad with chat GPT up about what they should be doing in any <laughs> given situation. I'm up three. I am up four. Do I go for two here or something like that? You know, no way Jimbo's going to listen to a goddamn computer tell him what to no. do. There's zero percent chance he's, Jimbo's going to do that. He's got a Casio calculator watch on, and that's what that's. What, he's just going to be typing numbers in there. I, I was really impressed with Oregon. Oregon really got pressure on Penix, and Penix was pressured all day. Obviously, when they scored in the two plays, that's like a Heisman moment. But Oregon did get the ball back. To be fair to Landing. Oregon did get the ball back, and they did drive down and get within field goal range, but then the kicker just missed the kick. I thought it was the you know the football gods saying you were you know you did a little bit too much with those decisions. But to his credit, he did. They did have a chance to tie the game right there with a, a makeable kick. It's not like the kicker was kicking from sixty or fifty five. It was a makeable kick. He just missed the kick. Uh, but I, I I thought Lenning was a little bit too aggressive. And I think that that aggression works when there's a clear talent disadvantage. But Oregon was just as talented, if not more talented, than Washington was. But like I said at the beginning, I was very impressed by both teams, especially Oregon's defensive line. I was extremely impressed by them. And hopefully this is the rematch we get for the Pac-12 championship because this game was fucking all. It was amazing. And, right, you know, Penix was the Heisman frontrunner going into the game because people had already soured on Caleb before Caleb went out sad this weekend. People had already soured on their, his chance just because of how bad USC's been. But now Caleb or now Penix is easily the Heisman front runner. He's had the biggest Heisman moment of the season. No disrespect to Dylan Gabriel, and right now he's the leader in the clubhouse. And I just no, love seeing definitely him dis- cry at disrespect the end. to Dylan Gabriel. Fuck him, bro. I mean, he fuck Dylan Gabriel. But he has had a huge, huge moment and a similar type game ending drive to where he drove down to, with only seconds left to go win the game. So that's a, you know those are Heisman moments that that, that people want to see. In big games, nonetheless. So I think I we should penalize had- Oregon, though. Like, I feel like Why? this is – if I'm in the playoff room, I have no good rhyme or reason for this. But, like, I'm like, nah, your coach is a jackass, bro. We ain't doing that shit. Like, you're not going to do this on my stage. <laughs> <laughs> you disrespecting the fuck out of coaching. Let's so, no, you can't go to the playoffs. Pablo, you had any thoughts on the Washington-Oregon game? What's up, bros? Sorry. There was some fuckery afoot with my wife relieving me from baby duty and – had a fantasy draft you popping off at the same time. There. You should have not should have punched the baby a few times. I've been having to be a, a dad, a fantasy manager, and a podcast host all within about five minutes, and that wasn't working out too well. Uh, Pablo, what did you think about the quarterback for baby? Uh, that quarterback for Oregon, he looks good. Like it, it would be nice if we could ever land a guy like that. Like you know, we we clearly are missing a five star quarterback in the quarterback room right now, and it, it'd be nice to have a dude like that. But no, that game that game was awesome. Like I watched, I watched pretty much the whole thing. Um, I still think Oregon's the better team, even though Washington won. I don't know how much y'all went into your opinions on those things. I kind of like they they just they just seemed like they were a little more physical. They were just a little Mm -hmm. too aggressive. It obviously didn't pay off. But like, yeah, I I I still think they're the better team, especially if you consider a neutral site because like that stadium was pretty lit. Like it was it was a crazy environment. Mm Hmm. So like that being uh, the just, crazy environment, like that goes back to that decision. Like maybe his decision was a good thing, given the fact that you're at, you're on the road, crazy environment, all that other stuff. Like maybe that's what you got to do. You, 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 you know, you do that. You were like, I have to be aggressive in this context. You know what I'm saying? I bet his team the, loved, loved the one specifically before halftime though. Like 
you get a turnover. Same thing. The crowd is crazy. You're about to go into the half. Like I get you're on the three and you're in a game and you don't think field goals are going to win it. And hindsight, 2020 and all that. But like, I think you take those points every time. Cause like you stole three points right before the half. You're getting the ball. And you're getting the ball back. Exactly. Yeah. And you're getting the ball back. I feel like the, 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 what's built into going for when you're on the two, the one yard line, what's built, the built in advantage of going for it is if you don't get it, you're putting them on the one, the two yard line and they got to go 99. That doesn't exist at the end of the half. The half is ending, so you don't get that same right. benefit. So I, I just feel like at that point I'm taking the points for sure. But I, I came away thinking that Oregon was marginally better. I thought they were more physical, and I thought they were able to affect uh, Penix way better than Washington was able to affect what Bo Nix was doing for sure. Uh, yeah. But I, I want to see this rematch, bros. I, I would like to see this rematch. I think that we will see this rematch. But a huge win for Washington and a huge moment for Penix for sure. Uh, and Washington, we've been saying that Washington is one of the best teams in the country on this podcast since the sure. beginning of the year, and they look like it. I mean, they they played yeah. like it. They, they they played a great game. I think it's yeah, pretty cool that the Pac-12 has gotten so much shit over the past few weeks, and especially like watch like you know, just so much like over the past few months, just as a conference. And I think it's pretty cool that mm-hmm. two of the best teams in the country, the like legitimately the best teams in the country, are in the Pac-12. It's kind of a neat thing. We should stay it with is, the Pac-12. Like, the teams. You know, just the teams and the quality of play and, like, with those top flight teams out there, like, you feel like you're watching good football. And, like, Lane even alluded to yeah. this, he, you know, they in his uh, press conference either, like, today or yesterday, talking about, you know, his opinions on obviously playing Auburn, you know, this weekend and blah, blah, blah. But then it got into quarterback conversation and then, you know, the parody. And then he started talking about the Pac-12 and he was like, you know, you look out there and and – for all the hype that it's getting, like it really just boils down to like, they just have elite quarterback play. Like half of that league is like a quarterback that almost anybody would want. And it's just mm-hmm. the quality of play when you have a good quarterback. And that's what he said. He was like, the parody is coming down to just who has good quarterbacks. Like that's just really what yeah. it boils down to. Like the rosters are leveling out a little bit and yeah. the teams that suck do not have one. And talent obviously can keep you afloat in some of those games, you know, and you're still going to maybe be at a talent advantage, but like you have to have a quarterback today. Like you just what? do. And you gotta, I mean, you gotta. This coming from an A and M fan, but you gotta do something with that quarterback too, because Panics was from what Indiana, you know. So it, it, you know, and 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 you know, Bo Nix came from Auburn, and you know, the vibe around him when he left, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this guy's a surefire success, you know. Like, so it's a matter of you got that talent, you got to do something with it. Yep, you got to put the pieces together. Ask South Carolina what it's like to have a pro quarterback and to do literally nothing with them. I mean, they're just wasting nothing. Just that kid's having a great season and they're wasting. It's nasty. Give him a week. Uh, Let's stick with. Please, drink. Y'all are not going to lose to South Carolina. You got to stop this right now. Say that. (laughs) (laughs) Keep saying that. Keep saying. Keep saying that. Say it again. Uh, we we should talk about another Pac-12 team. Uh, Notre Dame played uh, – USC went to Notre Dame to play. And to – you know, Notre Dame's defense held them to below 300 yards. So you might think that – or sorry, USC's defense held Notre Dame to under 300 yards. And you might think, you know, maybe USC won this game. But they absolutely did not win this game because the offense kept turning the ball over. Uh, Caleb had three interceptions. Yes. And that offensive line could not block Notre Dame. Caleb – you know, Caleb is always under a little bit of pressure, but usually that's when he just creates the highlight. He spins off a guy, he, you know, he stiff arms a guy, and all of a sudden he's running down the field or he's throwing the ball 50 yards down the field. That was not the case in this game. Notre Dame got constant, consistent pressure on Caleb and made him throw interceptions. Notre Dame beat the shit out of USC, guys. It wasn't this was not even a close. close. Game. This wasn't a close no. game. 
every time USC got a little bit of life, uh, Notre Dame would get another turnover or they, they had a kick return in this game. Like, they were flying around. They beat the dog shit out of USC. And we, we all know USC that, was though. hyped a little bit, but, oh yeah, I mean, we have. Yeah, like all of us, I felt like going when we talked about this game, that's what we yeah. thought was going to happen. And again, I will say this, and I believe it 100% the more I watch him, there are red flags with Caleb, and it's not the ones that Oklahoma fans like to say. But somebody said it's like he he tries to create a play for no reason. Like he tries to be Mahomes in situations where he doesn't need to be. And I noticed that more and more. Like he's just overly dramatic in everything that he does. It's like, yeah. you know, like kids in basketball when and one first started, everybody wanted to do like a thousand crossovers just for the sake of crossovers. for no reason. Yeah. And exactly. Julian Newman dribbling 80,000 yeah. times before he went to shoot the ball. And when you watch Caleb, like he does a lot of that. So I, I don't know. I'm telling you, there's some red flags there. But USC is everything that Oklahoma fans have said about Lincoln Riley is coming to damn fruition. It really now. is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really has. It absolutely has. This was not a, a great effort. That kid from Watts, the kid named Watts from Notre Dame, had two interceptions and a fumble, re, uh, a fumble recovery touchdown. That defense was everywhere. I mean, they they were beating the shit out of USC. And again, USC again and again, USC cannot deal with a team that's just they, going physical to be more defense. Physical just they just can't. Up, they just can't, bro. You, you got USC and you've got Colorado, and Colorado is basically like JV USC. They're the same team. They're the same exact yep. team. It's just a little bit different talent level. Same exact thing. But like, I mean, that comes down to that. What we've talked about as it, it comes down well, they to they do have some quarterbacks, and that it, gives it, them it, a might, it might come down to that notion too that we we're talking earlier about how USC can never have a good defense because of the offense that they practice because against, of the offense, and that right. you know those those one back spread offenses, you line up and beat the piss out of them, and just line up yep. and hit them in the mouth. That's what A and M always got into trouble with LSU every single fucking year. It didn't matter what who yep. LSU ran out there, LSU was just going to line up and hit us in the mouth, and we fold. Like, you know, and, yep. and that's kind of the way that it goes with, with that type of offense sometimes. And it's crazy talking about LSU just like it's, thinking about now how they are so explosive like for their offense, ago. and then their defense is absolutely <laughs> look, garbage. They'll make a change, and they'll get a defensive coordinator. That was a weird hire to begin with. The uh, I just I found it pretty fascinating that, uh, you know, we had a big – Lincoln Riley basically got on the stump and – went on defense about Alex Grinch, no pun intended, and saying how he doesn't understand why people think it's such a bad hire, why people think that he, you know, it should be get rid of him. And I do agree. I don't know why they think this. Lincoln didn't say that. Like, he didn't say We're that. We're all trying you know, to part find the guy is... who did this. <laughs> he was, obviously, he's trying to defend this guy. And I do think that Grinch gets a little bit too much of the blame only because the blame should be with Lincoln and the style of play that he plays. But yeah. it doesn't mean that Alex Grinch is good. Actually, Alex Grinch is awful, and I, I, that team has lost one game now. But they're out of the play, there's no playoff contention for USC anymore. Absolutely Even though they were undefeated not. going to this game, no. they got completely exposed. Obviously, USC is not going eleven and one. That schedule is going to be too tough. No, now. they're about to lose two they don't even games get a bye week soon. anymore for this. So they're they're going to lose two and three games left. But yeah. you know, it just shows that you know we were saying. Early on in the year, this team's putting up numbers, but this team's not a playoff contender, and they never were. And it and it nope. was exposed. Notre Dame, who couldn't beat Louisville and couldn't deal with the physicality of Louisville, beat the shit out of USC. And it just shows that this is the Lincoln Riley. Maybe we were hitting the Lincoln Riley ceiling earlier than we usually do in the year, but I think it's pretty clear that there's a big issue with this team. And when Caleb is gone, we're going to look at it as wasted potential because the kid's not going to win anything except for that Heisman. That's it. 
You're yeah. not winning another Heisman. I think that, I think those chances are pretty much done. USC is probably going to be a nine and three team at best. Uh, and now, and we know that Caleb at least. I mean, Caleb, this wasn't a loss like the other losses where Caleb was great, but they lost despite him. Caleb was no, just Caleb, as bad as Caleb everybody was else. Off this game, like this was yeah, all he, you, bro. He was, like, he, he was off. Doing? Another uh, Pac-12 team that tripped off a game on it was some Friday night. Uh, Pac-12, which I'm going to really miss when the Pac-12 was gone, by the way. I just, yeah, for I, sure. I, I, like, I really enjoyed this. Obviously, this year, the Pac-12 has been phenomenal. Start those games but... at a regular fucking time. Like, Washington, Oregon at 3 o'clock, thank you. I <laughs> time for that shit. I bet say Teej is the only one on the West Coast, and the rest of us are that's like, a good like, game. That's a Friday game. game. The Friday, well, the morning, Friday find out like, about secondary, that. tertiary game. That's a great game to have in that slot. That shit is great. Not Washington, uh, Oregon. Yeah, they need to be Saturday afternoon. Colorado was up 29 to nothing on lowly Stanford. It Boy. looked like things were rolling. Shador was posting ads and posting, uh, you know, promos on his IG story during halftime. Bro, I went and to everything. sleep. That was crap. I know. Me and Deej were just blowing up the group chat. <laughs> me and Pablo were up watching the game, we were up. bro. We were in there. We were seated in there. Did you I know when that? I woke up in the group chat, I was like, whoa, what's happening? Then I saw Twitter. I was like, you got to be shitting me. Colorado eventually lost this game. That text that I sent y'all about the the did y'all did y'all watch that video that the Colorado football coaches were addressing the team the week prior to yes. the, the practice yep. prior to the yes. thing and basically yes. saying that their practice uh, that everybody's trying to win they're they're not trying to basically do the work associated with playing good football and whatnot they don't love the yep. game all that other shit and basically saying that came came to fruition in that game it was interesting yep they, they in the second half the oh, offense started to man. sputter they and the folded. defense started to get cooked and. This A.O. Menor kid, who is a receiver from Canada, nonetheless. Just a Canadian was, nobody. Literally. Was killing Boy, Travis Hunter. I mean, he was killing, killing Travis Hunter. He, he ended up with three Just touchdowns and 294 receiving yards. And probably the catch of the year on Travis yeah, Hunter's dome in overtime. And Travis Hunter had a pretty good game receiving. He had two touchdowns. He had 150 yards. But on the defense, he yeah. was getting smoked. This they we said that, bro. You can't keep they doing that shit, bro. Keep doing that. Like, why are you? Yeah. Like, you can't. Like, you can't you keep doing, doing that. Yeah. Like, he paid about can't. 157 snaps in this game, and I just, I, I, I just think that we can't. That's a lot of snaps. snaps after you had your kidney or whatever lacerated or whatever that's is insane. And you gotta wonder too. Like, I mean, there's a lot of tread on those tires, man. He's a year away from draft eligibility, and if they try to pull yeah. this shit next year, like, I mean, that's that's a lot of wear and tear on the guy. Whenever yeah. he's gonna be going but up, he's for tiny him, too. Like, know? he is. I, I just, I think he's really good, but like, I he ain't like this, like generational talent that some people are making him out to be and i just I'm, I'm not even saying that like i'm not hating on the kid either but like he's really good but they keep on just like oh he's different and like i just i, I just think he it, would man. be if he was on one side even of the boat, before that, that is that's not realistic for you to play that many snaps and all. then coming off of it's an not. injury like what what are we doing here dion he, oh. he was in hell bros like it it wasn't it, it wasn't just the top that when he got mossed that, I mean, that A.O. Minor kid saw barbecue chicken every time he lined up against yeah. Travis Hunter. What? They Bro, just the kept man just the came out the people. His Gatorade he, cut was flashing the whole game. The like, yeah, and, and the other part of the was sitting like, over the rest of No juice. <laughs> you you know how much work it takes to be time. a – like you know how much practice it takes to understand what your responsibilities are as a wide receiver, and then understand what your responsibilities are as a defensive back. Like there's not enough fucking hours in the day for him to do both and do it well. And he's, he's on, not, he's on Twitch streaming video games the other half of yeah, the day. So the like, <laughs> uh, 
this is no a way that man's got gas lit. Hard loss for Dion, but he did own it. You know, he said, we're not ready for the moment. Uh, we got to get our shit together. His... Bro, yeah, Dion is killing. That. He's killing the, the media killing talk. It. Like, yeah. before, yeah. after, like, I feel like he said the right thing every step of the way, like wins and losses. Like, it really has been impressive. Bro, when he said that, I guess the video that came out today where he was talking to him, he was like, they're going to cook you on social media and you deserve yeah. it. He, He's <laughs> and like, he was like, like end, and he said, and we're practicing tomorrow. And I was like, damn, I kind of felt that in my soul. Like, they, they, they were practicing on a, on a Saturday. Everybody else is playing. They were practicing. Uh, he took about six lead. steps, finally hits the steps to go off the platform, just, just under his breath. God bless. <laughs> Travis <laughs> Hunter is like passed out because he's like, "Fuck! I just did 150 plays. Now I got practice on Saturday." God bless. This does leave a little bit of a weird scenario. Colorado uh, has four wins. They have five more games. They need two more to get bowl eligible, but the schedule is not easy. I can't find two in there, bro. I can't I find hope two. The GPA is great, brother, because they're not they going bowl. That's why they needed this one so bad. Like, I'll get. I'll give you the next five games. Uh, they play at UCLA, who's ranked and also has a great defense. They play. Uh, Home for Oregon State, who's number twelve in the country. They play an Arizona team that I said last week. Hey, Arizona's, Arizona's good. good. Pay attention. Arizona's Arizona good. beat the dog shit out of Wazoo this week. They destroyed Wazoo this week, and they've played Ranked USC Wazoo, and somebody else. Washington. They, they like, played really Washington close, close the last couple Washington weeks. Close, yeah. Yeah. Last couple weeks. Uh, then then Colorado plays at Wazoo. Then Colorado plays at Utah. Colorado might not win another game, let alone really another two not, games. Mm-hmm. They really They're not chasing hell. They, yeah, they really so needed bad. that win. And, and the, sh- the shitty part about it is that, like, you take a team from one win to four wins, that's an impressive feat. And, like, oh, they, you know, opening up the season. Like, it was it was, a, it was a good thing and a bad thing that they opened up the season with that win versus TCU because then the expectation yeah. shot through the roof. Like, yeah. you know, four yeah. and eight is a disappointing year when they won, like, wh- they have won four games over the past two years. You know, that's yeah. a yeah. good year. Yep. But it is what it is, you know, especially gutting the roster the way that he did and taking in all those transfers and shit like that. That's a good year, but you set the bar real high early on thanks to TCU. One thing about Colorado, win or lose, the shit's going to be entertaining. I had a great time watching that game on Friday. I had an amazing time watching that game. Obviously, it did not end the way that Dion and Co. wanted it to go, but great game, and I'm going to continue to be watching Colorado, and I just love the fact that they got that. That was great. That Friday game is clutch, y'all. Y'all need to – I can't believe Blah went to sleep. Let's Bro, talk about the Aggie. Game kicked off at ten o'clock. It was worth it, brother. Let's let's talk about Aggie. We, we've it. alluded to it a couple times. String, I'm going to toss to you talk about and talk that about. Shit, then I'm gonna go I did pick Aggie to win this game. By the way, I thought Aggie was going to beat Tennessee. They block no. kept saying it wasn't. Hey, block did happen, tell us, but we both picked Aggie, and they they could I have, mean, but they just keep shooting themselves I mean, in the Aggie foot, whisper. Every game, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. I mean, it's 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 the same it's the same fucking script every single week. It's the like in all three of the losses, it's the same script. You come out hot, they make adjustments. We don't make adjustments. We're up three, up six at the half. We come out and Jimbo wants to play the he he's. This is the thing that gets me. His aim is to play the the, the control clock. You know, we're gonna take don't advantage lose. of every possession, yep. all this other shit. But like, you get the ball with the, the forty three seconds left at the end of the half. You don't do anything with it. You got shitty special teams play. We average like thirty two yards a punt. You know, you missing you're you're missing those tiny things that you're preaching about, and and then you're expecting yep. to win. And then you know, like. I'm following the game and watching the game, and I'm like, this game is going to break one way because our offense can't do yep. shit. This game is going to break one way or the other on a mistake or a special teams play. That's what's going to happen. Yep. Either we're, somebody's going to pick a ball off, or there's going to be a special teams play that breaks it either way. You know, and I'm hoping it goes our way, but it went their way, and we can't. You know, Max Johnson, bless his heart, he's 
got a little bit, a little case of the yips right now. And I don't know whether that's redeemable. And so, you know, it is what it is. And I don't, I, I give credit to Tennessee. I don't think that they're all that good. Don't um, give credit to Joe Milton, brother. That's that I black man setting football back. It was basically there was some this awful week. quarterback play in this game. This yeah, quarterback play in this game across to, the board was awful. They're just terrible. trying to hand the ball, hand the game off to each other. Like, please win this. Like, they're like that's what they did all game long. And you know, again, Jimbo, J- the way Jimbo plays, that margin of error is super duper thin. And, and, and this crazy with y'all's defensive line being as dominant, it is insane so, it is. how so dominant that defensive so line is. Like it's, it's so good, insane. It reminds yeah. me of Clemson's national title year when they had um Wilkins and everybody, and it was yeah. just like sacks See, no matter what, run stopping no matter what. Yeah. except that's where it just is. Blowing up playing. Well, and, like, and, and, like, and Tennessee a, ran the ball well in this game. Yeah, very well and, in this know, game. And we were at we were down a starting our starting nickel. Bryce Anderson was out the game, and Edger and Cooper got dinged up late in the late in the second half, I think. And like, but to your point about the about it's the a reasonable line, excuse, I have a, it's a reasonable I have a excuse. Running, theory in my head that Jimbo kind of got his ass beat when he was at Florida State because of Clemson's ascendance and they ascended largely based on recruiting defensive linemen and so I have a running theory when you look at how Jimbo allocates his NIL dollars a shit ton of it's going to defensive linemen I got a theory in my head that Jimbo's like well that's what we're gonna do too you know we're we're gonna cleanse the hell out of everybody you know (laughs) and so I it's kind of a running theory that I'm trying to, as I try to make sense of there the trauma go. that I'm going through this year. Or, you know, you got to workshop whatever you can to get that man out of there. Again, I, I'm just trying to make is. sense of to make sense of the nonsense right now. In the second half of the last three games combined, A&M has scored only nine points and committed six turnovers. That's insanity. That's it's oh like Tring is talking about. It's, Tring is talking about when the adjustments come down, when the defense makes the adjustments at halftime, they are locking the A&M offense in a vault every game. And also, Aggie hasn't won. Today is the the day we're recording is the two-year anniversary of the last time Mizzou. Aggie won a true road game, which yep. is insane, bro. Get this fraud out of – I don't even Had like Mizzou Aggie. Mizzou inhale that game. Jimbo has to go, bro. Jimbo has to go. I'm sorry, bro. This swaggerless uh, offense can't abide any longer, bro. Get well, that and, man out of there. And, and so, like, today, A&M lost a four-star wide receiver, Draylon Miller, from Silsby. You know, and it, I think all signs are him pointing to LSU because he visited this weekend. And I think there, there might be a couple more decommits on the heel of that. I think the question that – I don't know what he was saying to LSU ask, that would make him want to go down there this weekend, brother. I, you know, like, the, <laughs> the, the question that they got to ask themselves is if Jimbo oh, can't shit. recruit, like, and he can't coach an offense, like – Like, what are you here for? What exactly right. are you here for? And so like string, the, what's the, the pulse yeah. uh, as far um, as, like, who is running the offense? Like, is this still Bobby so just I, calling I mean, all the shots? Or, like, is this game planning so I, through the week, Jimbo? Like, what is – I think it's – I mean, I think Jimbo's still sitting at the table and they're coming up with a game plan together and then Bobby makes the calls during the game, but it's still Jimbo's game plan. Like, it's, yeah. it's Jimbo it's, – it's Bobby Petrino calling a Bobby Petrino slash Jimbo He's Fisher offense. He's the that fucking snake, and y'all got to yes. cut it off. But, and, here's, and here's the thing, yeah, too. Like, the, I mean, I, I do want to give some credit. Like, we got going maybe, right now. maybe Connor would make a difference. Like, I think Connor is better than Max Johnson. But, like – and at the, is he worth six points in this Tennessee game? Probably. Is he worth Probably. six points in the Alabama game? Maybe. But, like, if your offense is built – to where only one person can run it well with all the talent that you got, that's a shitty system. 
you know, that, that's, that's a that's a shit system. That's true, man. You know, if it's it not is, replicable, yeah. if you can't step, if you can't replace, yep. like, and especially Adapt, like even like here's yeah. here's the other like stat too. Jimbo Fisher in the past, what he's been at A and M. Now this is year six, and four out of the last seven years of him being a head coach, he has lost his starting quarterback. That's you crazy. Know, like his last year at Florida State, he lost his starting quarterback to injury. Last three years running, we've lost our starting quarterback. You know, and so like. And that's part of it goes back to offensive line related issues too. And the fucker had all the time and energy in the world. And he hires Steve Adazio as his offensive line coach. Like, again, mm. like this shit's all connected. It ain't happening in a yeah. vacuum. Like, But I told right. Texas A&M fans, my thing with this is I understand quarterback injuries happen, but you're in year six. Like you got to have some type of depth. You've got to be well, able. Because my thing is, even with Sarkeesian, if for some reason we were to leave Quinn, lose Quinn, I would hope that we've recruited death and recruited guys that can step in. And like in six years, that's more than enough to right. have that. And here's the challenge too, is you got Max Johnson. He was a, what a, a he started. He was however a pretty sought after at LSU. He had a, a decent, he, me, he's he a decent a quarterback. Games. Like he, mm-hmm. he, he right kind of cooked when he was at LSU. Right now, straight up. He looked like it like, on Saturday, but he's decent. No, like he was <laughs> decent, but like, who can be successful in that? Like, can you? And this is the thing with the, with the transfer portal and like how Washington, like Kalen DeBoer, had an offense that was easy to be successful in because he had to pick up a transfer quarterback. And you can't wait three years for that transfer quarterback to become successful. We ain't got three years for Kellen Mond to learn the offense inside and out. And you like, know who had some overlap at Indiana that recruited Michael Penix to Indiana before he took the head coaching job a couple years later at Washington. Oh really? I didn't even think he about already that. knew what he was getting in Michael because he That's was already on him. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is, and we'll. Like, I think A and M's about to enter into silly season because I, I mean the money is a lot of money, but at the same time, like, there's going to be a lot of will they, won't they coming up over the next few weeks. I, I think that. Um, yeah, I just man, I really, I told you, I, I told you all before the year, my hell, my absolute hell is an eight and four year, and, and, and yeah. That's a best case scenario right now. And if we get there, it's like, hey, we salvaged the season kind of, but then we're like, oh, we're still fucked, you know? Like who do y'all still waiting for? I mean, I know y'all aren't quite there, and I don't know if you want to put it on the record, but who would you want to replace Jimbo String? I really Elko. can't say come. I, gotta be I, I would, Elko, right? Man, he wants Elko, bro. He Elko's wants Elko. the Elko's kind of the the low hanging fruit there because he knows the system. He knows the and what I appreciate about Elko is the fact that he's done a good job being a defensive coach, but having a dynamic offense. And I think that that's tough right. to do. Um, so I think that that's he's on the list. You know, I think that the pie in the sky would be Dan Lanning for sure, trying to get back to the SEC because I think if we. If he doesn't come to A and M, he's going to end up replacing Saban at Alabama, and he's going to continue. And maybe who the hell knows? Maybe oh, Dan Lanning is Tom Herman. I hope he I really don't know. You know. With him. <laughs> Dan Lanning has an SEC d- um, demeanor about him. He, he's yeah, kind of he, rude. Oh, he's hundred percent getting a, a big paycheck from somebody. But yes. he also could. He also could be Tom Herman. I really they, they look alike. He, I really don't fucking know. He they is do look Tom alike. Herman. You know they they look. I don't know. You know like he's the next. He's the next big thing. Yep. Dan Lennon is definitely drawing shit up on the board, talking about Mensa and how smart he is compared to everybody well, imagine, else. Imagine what he's fraud. telling. Fraud. Imagine what he's telling those kids in. In the during the week leading up to these games, being a Kirby prodigy, so he's got that whole element, yeah. you know, that he's yeah, like minding these kids. They don't They're believe in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> like, I don't half the citizens probably don't even have internet out there in the ponds. Like, I mean, it's yeah. you could say you say anything you want out there. You could say anything you want. They just got Jordans out there. There's Jordans everywhere, but no Wi-Fi. It's Jordans everywhere. Uh, Aggie's next. Aggie has lost what three games now. 
Aggies' three. next yeah, four, five three. games uh, are so- South Carolina, Ole Miss, uh, Mississippi. Ole Miss. Where is South Carolina? So, at? so they're they're off South Carolina. Oh. Then they're at Ole Miss. Then they're they played uh, Mississippi State at home. That's a win. Mississippi State got played awful. Abilene Christian at home. That's a win. Then they in the season, of course, with uh, going to LSU. I mean, they might win all four of those going into LSU. I mean, they could. I think with a toss up to South Carolina, but now that I know that's at College Station, I would lean that way. So I'll take three wins out of that. I think I, they've got the defense I, that can do enough to to stymie what Ole Miss does well. And Ole Miss is at Ole Miss, right? They're, yep. Yeah. Yes, it's at Ole. But that's yeah, yeah. That's some bad Mississippi State. There, yeah, you're beating Mississippi State. You're beating Abilene. I mean, yeah. If y'all get through South Carolina, y'all are rattling off four in a row. String, mark it down. String brought up the the money the money thing. There was a new round of reports after this game that you know they reiterated that Texas A&M can find the money if they needed to. The money's not going they to be the find one it. reason why he keeps the job. Uh, <laughs> so obviously they don't. We don't know whether they want to fire him based on how the yeah. season ends. We'll see, but. You know, that, that they keep reiterating that the money. Well, we got the money if we need the money. Yeah, so. Just ask I mean, Congress for it. Everybody's yeah, asking them why not. Just, just get ask for yeah. <laughs> money. Get one of those, Ukraine aid, get one of those, Israel uh, aid, Jimbo those, aid. <laughs> just get one of those COVID Jimbo loans aid. and have it be forgiven. It'll be fine. Um, like, yeah, just throw an extra, exactly. You know, like, throw an extra point eight the, on the, all that billion dollar package going to all these places and you know, like, about the, the money's. The money's there. Like I'm not worried about the money to buy out Jimbo. What I'm worried about is you're talking. That's like seventy five. It's just insane. Seventy five million dollars. But like that's not the issue. We're talking in total. It's a hundred and five, a hundred and ten in order to attract a new coach and give them money yeah. for assistance and stuff like that. So you can't you can't think about firing Jimbo without thinking about who the next guy is going to be and that next person. Oh, like all this stuff you. is you emotion. Can. You can do it. You can. That's true. But like, all, you shouldn't. That's the key. And that's thing. how like, you end up with the Brian Harson right there, listener. Like, right there it, is exactly how you know, it happens. It, it, and so, like, is there somebody exciting enough out there to get those donors to pitch that's in an what extra I'm thirty million out there? You get really you, no you call Lanning, you call Elko, and your fan base is happy with either one of those hires for and sure. I like and I'm Elko, sure and I feel like that's too. a good thing, but I don't know if it's quite the splash hire. Like Texas A and M, splashy, but it makes yeah. Sense. Texas A and M, despite me wanting to say this, is a bigger job than people like that would want to give credit. To. I don't know oh, that I give a shit about splash anymore, man. Like I just give me right. somebody. But your fans, like, well, your fans are going to be reasonable. But like, give just give me nah, somebody who Elko, can who can make shit run. You cool know, make, give me somebody who can like make things make sense. <laughs> what about Dabo? I, I I I think he's still going to end up at Baylor, but I think it's a possibility he ends up at Baylor. I, I that's hey, that's the world that where Dabo ends up at Baylor is so that. crazy to me. Dabo like, is fed up. Crazy. He was talking shit about their fans today. He hey, he is oh, making shit. shit hot and close. Oh yeah, he's fuck the fans, fuck Dab- the fans. The drill tweet. That would be something like that ago. that people would donate money to because he'd fit he told right me in. Man. Unreal expectations, but I could see Debo at Texas A and M with the Colt and all and buying into that. That, yeah. Oh, it could be a powerful machine over there for sure. Blah, you got the soundboard up because I need some applause because Auburn threw for a hundred yards finally. Let's go. Um, in their last go. six P five game, they hadn't thrown for a hundred yards. They did throw for a hundred yards against LSU this weekend. Hold on, I got uh, the soundboard. Read that total too, because there were two quarterbacks in there. So, 
We're waiting on the same himself went over 100. And Robbie, I wanted to I ask you about the two quarterbacks. After this game, Pablo, where do you stand in terms of who the quarterback should be I'm so be sick of forward? it, Teach. I'm so fucking sick of this. <laughs> I know the thing. I saw Auburn fans talking about this all weekend Bro. after this game of who should be the so guy. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, y'all, y'all have, y'all have all watched. Like we have no dynamic playmakers down the field that can just like up and make a play. So I totally get the idea. I totally get the idea that Thorn. I fixed the Thorn theoretically. Thorn can theoretically. <laughs> Don't laugh at them. He's supposed to give them applause. Damn. Yeah, oh, was, we clapping, bro. Damn. First time for the year. That ain't funny. Peyton Thorne <laughs> threw for 102 yards, so anyway, and Robbie Ashford threw for another 52 yards. Tell him about it. Auburn. Tell him about it, baby. So, anyway, we have no dynamic playmakers down the field. So, it's kind of a twofold thing with why this offense is ass, and I really think that wide receiver is a far bigger issue than quarterback is because we've had games where Thorne has thrown the ball well enough, like even that Georgia game. Like, he threw the ball well enough if these dudes were just making the plays. Oh, don't look at me like that. Look at the stats. <laughs> six. He was 10 for 19, and six of his nine incompletions hit a receiver in the hands. That's insane. Uh, like, I don't know, brother. I will let you cook, though. <clears throat> hey, you just uh, you can't even won this just, game by 30, but Auburn you know, did just, have those. Our receivers suck. Bro. Where I was going I with this. Let me just go where I was going with this. He needs it. Okay, that's where I'm getting to. Our, we don't have dynamic playmakers. I understand Thorn clicking opens up a higher ceiling because you can get the passing game more involved. But if your receivers are not good enough to where no matter who is throwing the ball, they're making plays, you have to swap out the guy that's touching the ball every single play. And it needs to be the guy that's got a little bit of juice that can make something happen with his arm or his leg. And Robbie's got to go. Our line is better. We run it on about anybody this year, like to some extent, you know, to a reasonable measure at least. And like the run game, Every time Robbie comes in, it's just more open anyway because it's a whole other guy and lane you've got to account for when it's, you know, mesh points and running back formations and, you know, linebackers having to, you know, with gap integrities. Like, all that mean stuff now, you know, when Robbie's in the game. And, yeah, they're just going to have to do it, which I, it'll be the same two trotting out there. He'll do the same bullshit this week, and they've already said as much that they're going to just keep doing what they're doing. And like I was saying, the smartest thing, the smartest thing they could do, quite honestly, to maintain, like, that narrative that they want to control that we just don't have the guys is do the exact same thing that you've been doing the entire season and just be like, we see what's behind the doors. We just don't have the recruits and you try to sell that. So they don't so, need to so, for my sake, but that's what, if they want to just keep lying to everybody, that's what they need to do. <laughs> Pablo, who's, who's everybody. Whose offense is it? Is it Hugh Freeze's offense or is so, it Phil Montgomery's flip, offense? I'm going to just turn the mirror around, right? Like, I'm going to turn the mirror around. I was about around. to say, That's like, where I, I was I, going. I'm just saying, you know, like. No, I, was, I wasn't meaning that in a in a derogatory way. Like, similarly to how I asked you that. Like, that's kind of yeah. why I was wondering because what you described is the exact same dynamic we've got going right now. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, because I mean, like, because I'm looking he's at. He's the head coach. He's an offensive guy. Monty's yeah. run several successful offenses, and he's like. Part of the game plan, he's actually calling plays, but like Hugh is heavily involved in this and has gotten more yeah. so involved the last few weeks. Because I kind of feel like that. I mean, like Phil Montgomery's made a living out of making productive offenses out of under talented rosters. That's what he's done. He did it at Tulsa. He did it at Houston. He did it at Baylor. He did all those places. And I just googled Absolutely. like I googled Hugh Freeze, you know, offense, and one of the things that came up in an article from the Montgomery something or other, but basically saying that. um at, at, at Ole Miss and the SEC, Freeze's offense weren't 
quite as consist- consistently excellent, but they were above average in four out of five seasons. So I wonder if there's that dynamic at play about like, yep, it's is, exactly what's happening. Are we letting Phil Montgomery cook right now? Yeah. Nope. I don't think we are. But want to talk about Alabama? To, to the aforementioned point, though. Montgomery has always had downfield threat receivers that can open that up with that vertical passing game. And I just don't know if we've got that guy on this roster, to be honest with you. Yeah. I feel like you're talking to Cam Cole. I feel like you're trying to give us a recruiting pitch right now, brother. Hey, uh, Bro, I don't care don't, who it is. Please, Harry Thompson's coming in. Leave. He's going to start day one. Bryce Kane from Mobile is probably going to start day one. Cam Coleman, brother, for whatever chance that you might be listening to this, please come save me. Do it. <laughs> Cam, I need don't you. come don't. save me. Don't, don't listen. listen I promise we'll throw Jimbo the ball. And Bobby, it's There's year somebody, six. Some, I it's will year get, one, I Cam. Will, I, I will get on the field. I will we get need on you, the field Cam. and they, they already the got guys like, like you can, and can't do shit. We need you again. I can. <laughs> you. I can. I can find a way to get you the ball, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> That's so sad. Let's talk about know. Bama. Bama had a big lead in Arky and kind of gave it all back, but ended up winning the game by three. Uh, Milro. Milro was a. Uh, had a good first half, uh, struggled in the second half. Good night, String. Love you, String. The I, This is weird. Arky has been in every game in the fourth quarter. They've been in every game, but they start like close shit. Close games, yeah. They make it a game close in the games. fourth quarter. They keep playing these close games against these good teams, but they keep losing these games. And so Bama got uh, – Saban got his 200th win. Uh, Pablo wished Saban a happy 200th win at Bama uh, from our account, which you might have saw. Props to – Nick Saban for getting I didn't even see that. Y'all, I didn't even see that shit. Which oh, one you y'all see that? that? That's madness. <laughs> I didn't even see it. <laughs> I haven't been on that account like the last couple of days too much. So I need to get back on there and make sure y'all ain't running them up. <laughs> because I already know the answer to that is y'all are absolutely, yeah, absolutely running them up. Not. On there. <laughs> I, I was a bit nervous for Bama here in that fourth quarter, but I it started didn't looking trust nasty. It yeah. started to look like Arky was going to get the win, but Bama was able to hold them off. So Bro, Bama still so only got the one loss. To me. It's so insane how often Bama is connecting on deep balls when they do take their shots. Like they, that's such an inefficient offense. Like Milro is not steadily moving the ball. Like it really just comes down to like if they hit a deep ball deep or not, shots. they might score some yeah. points. Yeah, and it's like it's crazy. And like you know, early in that game, he was like seven for nine with two touchdown passes and had like 200 yards passing already and then the second half he was like he was like one for nine in the second half going into that last drive in the fourth quarter and had like four passing yards like the whole second half like just insane stuff if you can just take away the deep ball and so i mean that's that's the thing though right like i mean like we've talked about for a couple weeks now you kind of gotta you have to pick your poison to some extent even though he's not a really good passer because he is absolutely insanely electric you know with his legs Mm-hmm. And you've got to you've got to bring Not safeties in to help with that. Wants to use that part of him ever, I, right? I, 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 they had I don't think they had any design runs. Like I watched a lot of that game. Like I don't know if I saw a design run. Maybe one. Like that whole game. It's crazy. I don't understand Tommy Reese. I just don't understand why we're not I don't using either, design man. runs when we can't throw short. There's no reason Milrose so should not have ball. like ten design carries a game. Like he's. I don't get it. It just it blows my mind. It. Yeah, uh, he's too he's got? too good of a runner to not do that. Uh, Donovan Smith started slow, but he, he, he really, really started to play well. For, uh, and they got a win against West Virginia on Thursday, which was another wild game. That game it was went back and forth. Uh, West Virginia scored with, I think, seven seconds left to take the lead. This game is in Houston. Houston got a quick throw, got, got it at about the 50 for a Hail Mary and was able to convert that Hail Mary. So Houston got the first Big 12 win off of a Hail Mary at their own home stadium. 
They really needed it. I thought this matchup was interesting, mostly because Dana and Neil Brown were two two coaches that people really had high on the hot seat rankings coming to the year. And Neil Brown's been pretty good. West Virginia just lost her second game uh, in that fashion. But Dana's been bad. Houston's been very bad this year. And so they desperately needed that win. They get their first Big 12 win. And they got Texas coming to town next week. And Dana's already kind of said the same thing that Aranda said, which is everybody saying, we don't care if you win any games. But you definitely got to beat Texas. Well, they're going to be hyped up for Texas coming to town. And uh, they got their first Big 12 win. And it was huge. And it was a very, very fun game. Uh, Blah probably didn't say have to watch that one either. But Donovan Smith is weird, man. He, he, he's been yeah. like this since he was at Texas Tech. He's such a, he's such a streaky guy. He hit his last 16 throws in this game, including that Hail Mary. But before he that, 16 he was in a row. Anything. Yeah, he had I didn't 16 even know that. His last 16 throws, he hit him. That's crazy. So he, he's streaky. So that's something I'll be I'll be looking for next week to see just what he looks like. Uh, but this game was old fashioned Big Twelve shoot. That was fun. Miami, we I told you blah that Miami was going to fall off a cliff after what happened to them last week. You still had faith in them to go beat UNC. UNC beat the shit out of Miami. It yeah. was nasty. I was just Tess guessing. Walker, Tez Walker had three guessing. touchdowns in this game. Tez, is UNC the best team in the ACC, y'all? Because it's time. UNC six and zero. They look great it's a fair in every conversation game. to have. Like that, them and FSU is going to be a nice little collision course if if they I can need keep it. it rolling. Yeah, I need it. UNC does and not they look really like they plan be. on losing. This is usually when UNC loses a game. Uh, UNC's program, hey, you know, that's a basketball school. Right around October, when people start thinking, looking at college, you know, college basketball, this is around the time UNC starts losing games they shouldn't be losing, no matter what the year is. That is not happening now. They, yep. they remain undefeated, and they beat Miami. Tried to hang around a little bit, but UNC was clearly the better team, and they beat the hell out of Miami. And now Miami was probably already out of the playoff hunt, losing to Georgia Tech. But now they're definitely out of the playoff. Oh hunt. yeah, they're yeah they're cool. And now they're they're just playing spoiler now Miami's just playing spoiler to see who they can beat speaking of playing spoiler Pitt destroyed undefeated Louisville Louisville just beat Notre Dame uh that they, game this game was played time off guard Pitt beat the I mean Pitt was more physical yeah, they beat their ass. And, 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 and better than them and this game was on the CW so I know that none of you saw it because it was it was you know right between <laughs> you know reruns of the flash flash but Pitt, Pitt <laughs> destroyed Louisville got one undefeated team out of here uh, what else I got? Ohio, Ohio State. I want to talk about Georgia a little bit. Georgia beat the hell out of Vandy. The game doesn't matter, but Georgia did lose Brock Bowers. It looks like he's going to be down for four to six weeks. I want to give y'all the rest of Georgia's schedule, and I want y'all to tell me if you had to bet even money, whether you'd bet on the field, which is one of these five teams beating Georgia, or Georgia finishing the season 12-0. and 0. Georgia plays at Florida. Then they play home for Mizzou, ranked Mizzou, by the way. Florida is a neutral uh, who, site. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. That's the cocktail party. So neutral site, Florida. That's next. That's obviously a massive game. Florida hasn't looked great, especially not against Tennessee. But Florida's got it going. Florida, uh, 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 what's the quarterback's name? Uh, Mertz. Mertz threw yeah, for about Graham, a billion yards Graham against Mertz. South Carolina this weekend. Yeah, he Mertz, did. Mertz was in a shootout. That's the record, I think, for like a Florida Rattler quarterback. Rattler set records, and he was great. He, he he was phenomenal, and Florida was ended up winning that game in a shootout fashion. I didn't know they had that in them to go score that many points in the game. So yeah. maybe that's going to give them some confidence going to play Georgia, but they're playing Georgia next week. Uh, sorry, not next week. That's two. That There's a bye week, so it's two weeks from now. Then Mizzou plays uh, – Georgia plays Mizzou at home. Then they play Ole Miss at home. Then they play at Neyland, at Tennessee. 
and then they finish the season with Georgia Tech. If you had even money, Blah and Pablo, are you betting that money on Georgia to win out in these five games, not counting the SEC championship, or that they drop one of these games without Brock Bowers, assuming Brock isn't back for any of these games? I would say I they would they drop win. one. All of them? And we'll go ahead, Pablo. Oh, no. I mean, I, I think they'll win all of them. And I, Missouri is a team that would scare me the most there, but they get to Same. home, and that's going to be – That'll be a pretty crazy environment if Missouri can get another win and then probably be even higher ranked. You mean um, you don't trust Ole Miss going on the road to, Florida, to Georgia to get that win? You don't trust You don't trust them? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. God, no. I mean, I th- no, absolutely not. I'm telling you, they just they just can't beat teams like that. Like, they just don't. Like, they beat LSU this year, which is the first time, you know, they've had the big win, the marquee win. But we all mm-hmm. seen them stats with that LSU defense, brothers, and – you know, you can make a joke about me right now, but this ain't what this is about. Like, Thanks. Ole Miss is not not doing that on a team like that. They just, they just, until I see it finally against a team like that, they just, they can't do it. Blah, why do you think they might drop on you? Bet one of them to drop on these games. You Which know, game would I'm, you bet them? To drop? I kind of agree with Pablo. I think they went out. I think it's closer than we think in some of the games, especially the Missouri. Ten- the I Tennessee think game could get could get messy. Like I could see that. Yeah, on the Tennessee could be an Florida. Tennessee, I feel yeah. like I feel like Florida could, but if um, Beck has improved so much and kind of come into his own, I think that they're fine, and great. I think they'll be able to weather the storm some more than they would Bobo, have earlier in the year. Bobo's scheming scheming them really well, and like I, I think without so much focus being on Brock, and then just kind of you know, just leaning into just opening things up and getting more guys touches. And, you know, it, it might make them even, even more unpredictable, which is kind of crazy to think about, but yeah, I mean, they've got dudes, you know, they got, they still got plenty of receivers on the outside, you know, even without Brock. I mean, it's a massive weapon, obviously, but they sure I, missing I AD they Mitchell. still got enough. They still got enough to get through who they need to get through. I think they, I'm inclined to agree with y'all. I would bet them to win all these games too, uh, even if Brock doesn't come back. If I was betting on it, however, I will say, late in that South Carolina game and late in that Auburn game when things got hairy, Beck was going to Brock Bowers. He was spamming Brock Bowers, and it was yeah. working because Brock Bowers is yeah. Brock Bowers. So I will say, if they end up in a close game in any of these games, I'm going to be watching the game as the person watching a little bit more intrigued just because I want to see what it looks like when the game is close. What is Beck going to do with the ball when Brock Bowers is on the field? This could be great for his development to spread it around a little bit, obviously. But let me just say that Mizzou team is legit. They were down 14-0 to Kentucky, but they beat the shit out of Kentucky. They they could easily be undefeated. They had LSU on the – they had LSU. They were up big on LSU early. LSU came back and won the game, obviously. But Mizzou has one loss, and they're a great team, and they're going to be up for that Georgia game. So just keep an eye on it on November 4th because I would not be the most surprised thing in the world if Mizzou were to win that game. I wouldn't bet on Mizzou to win that game, but I would not be surprised if they were able to win that game. Yeah. I think that'll be the biggest scare. Uh, Just because they can challenge them. And I think they're going to go into that game wired up, and I think they're going to feel like we got a chance to win this game, especially because Brock Bowers isn't playing. Yeah. Uh, Did y'all see that? Uh, Purdue, uh, Purdue had a, a thing where a student, a, a student from came out of the stands and made a forty-yard kick, and then they yes, kicked. That was Purdue attempted a thirty-nine-yard kick right after that. And the <laughs> Immediately <kicker> after. <laughs> I mean, that is college football beauty right there. I mean, that's oh man, that's incredible stuff. You pull a random our, person will. out of the damn that's stands, insane, bro. That makes a forty-yard kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, and with uh, the just. 
the beauty of it being literally one yard less also is just like there's just something hilarious about that poetic poetry in motion that was that was incredible uh let me give a shout out to my beeves uh dj they keep cooking the ucla defense cooked the ucla defense and snuffed out a late comeback i should give our iowa update I was going to need about 30 points in every game to hit the hit their benchmarks on the on, on uh, what their offense is supposed to do. But Iowa could easily finish 11 and one. They don't really have anybody hard on their schedule going forward. Uh, they've only lost one game, and they're probably going to win the Big Ten West. So you're probably going to be seeing one of those teams uh, in the Big Ten East play against this Iowa defense. That's always interesting, always fascinating. So we got to pay attention to Iowa. Unfortunately, uh, that's about all I got. Uh, y'all want to talk about uh, blah? You want to do some picks? Absolutely not. Reese didn't send in his picks. Um, oh, Reese didn't send his picks in. No, Reese, we we off those Reese picks. We off. We back to the blah picks, the blah mortgage picks. I don't have any good picks this week. Well, let's go through some games. Let's see if you get inspired. Uh, we got Penn State playing at Ohio State this weekend. That's where game day is going to be in Columbus. That's the biggest game of the weekend. We've been kind of talking Penn about State. Penn State. Please, Penn State, do it. We need it, it. It's so – I watch Big Ten games, but, again, there's nothing you can do to make me intrigued about the Big Ten. I'm sorry. I, it, I it's, mean, it's the SEC 10 years ago. I mean, that's what they're this doing. This game's going like, to be great, brother. What are you talking about? I mean, I watched this game, but I'm just saying, like, there's been nothing that compelled me to watch their games previous to Actually, this. like, more like 12, 13 years ago. Like, those those teams, that's what it feels like watching it. Like, yeah, like, I watch control, Ohio State play like, so, Notre Dame. So much defense. It's just not both, a fun brand. Both these teams have really good defenses and offenses that have to answer some questions. Ohio State has been getting the offense rolling in the last couple of weeks. They've looked better at the quarterback position. Penn State has, you know, they're kind of more like the Bo Nix offense. They don't really go down the field very often. And I, I just think that if you're not going to take chances down the field, it's going to be very hard to beat the Ohio State defense. But this game is going to be interesting. But this is Franklin's time. Franklin's got the team. He's got the talent. He's got pros on the team. They're undefeated, and they they have had a couple fourth quarter leads against Ohio State late in a couple in games in the last couple yeah, of years. They blow it a lot. With Franklin's yeah. been there, and they've been blowing them. But I, this will be a huge, huge test. I do think this is the matchup that will determine the second and third best teams in the Big Ten because I still think that Michigan, despite having not played anybody, is the best team in the Big Ten. But I think Ohio State is gettable here, and I think Penn State could do it. I would not bet on Penn State to do it. Let me check the line, actually, because blah. I want you to know uh, what it's this line is going Ohio to be. Ohio State minus four and a half. Minus four and a half. Wow. Oof, I'm not this, touching that. I, I was just going to say I'm not touching. Just going to say that. I'm scared of that. I don't know what. I don't. I don't really know what's going to happen. It's down to four. Actually, yeah, four. Oh, that's. I'm not touching that. No. Um, I mean, that's almost also a got pick them with them being at home. Like that's. And you got to think about it, yeah, too. This tough. is when the line started to really get sh- pretty sharp here. Yep, so, yep. I mean, yep. Vegas knows at this point. We've seen we've seen enough of these teams to, to have some pretty so good come lines. down to a stupid turnover or something like it always does. Explosive plays and turnovers. Always does. Uh, Duke plays at Florida State. We don't know if Riley Leonard is going to be back, but Duke just won. They just beat the shit out of NC State this week, and I think their quarterback completed three passes, and they still bludgeoned. Yeah, they ain't NC gonna be able State. to do that. That's that's the one thing they that worried me. That like they Florida needed State. to, they needed to have a game where that dude needed to throw the ball a little bit, so that because they're not gonna be able to do that against Florida State. Like if Riley yeah. Leonard is back and healthy, which is a huge if given the the injury, Probably we don't know what he's gonna look like even if he does play. Yeah, 
but Florida State has had a lot of issues with the running quarterback. That BC game yeah. did not leave my head in terms of how yeah. bad Florida State was against the running quarterback. But they've got you know a plenty of time to get ready. Florida State didn't play this week, so they, they're coming off a bye week. Uh, I would imagine Florida State is going to take care of business here. But I just want to make a note that if Riley Leonard gets to come back and he starts running around, this game could get hairy. And that Duke defense is very good. I'm just excited to see, uh, you know, Florida State's offense against this Duke defense, and we'll see what the Duke offense looks like depending on who's who's at quarterback and how healthy he is. Uh, Wazoo plays at Oregon. A little bit of the luster's off this game because Wazoo got fucking smacked around yeah. uh, by Arizona, but Oregon's coming off a little loss. This game's at home. I expect Oregon to take care of business, but just let's just put a pin in it because Cam Ward and that offense for Wazoo, at least early in the year, looked like it was great. Now they've kind of – I think teams have enough tape and kind of kind of figure some things out, but we'll see. Coming off a loss back at home, I bet Oregon beats the shit out of them. I would not be surprised. I, and Oregon's going to be obviously Oregon's going to be trying to run it up. So yeah, uh, I mean, I, they I, might, whatever the line they is, might I'd double up take that Oregon. spread. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's twenty. It's twenty. The line on that game. I, I think yeah, it's gonna, twenty. I, and I, I, I would pick Oregon it. to cover that. I would, I would pick Oregon to cover that. Arizona beat them by more than twenty. I, I would like my chances there. Uh, Utah plays at USC. Again, we still have not seen uh, Cam Rising. Uh, we don't know if we're ever going to see Cam Rising. Uh, maybe they'll just medically redshirt him at this point. But this is a game that has always been tricky for uh, old old Link over there. Utah's been yep. beating the shit out of USC physical for team, the last man. They years. beat their ass. They're physical yeah. as hell. So we'll see. You this game is at USC, uh, and Utah's offense hasn't looked great with the back. Oh, oh, here we go. EG and think I had picks this week. I do. I had restore my fucking shine. I had to restore my motherfucking shine. Y'all got me fucked up. Boy, he took your ball and went home. That's crazy. They they beat Baylor. You know who else beat Baylor? Every fucking body. (laughs) USC covers this line easy. Take it. What's the line? Hold on. I want to say it was six and a half when I got it earlier this week. Six and a half. USC's favorite, I assume, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I'd, I'd, I'd you, be scared to bet you with USC is, after what I just saw. Nah, and that's exactly why they'll be fine. Back at home in front of half of a stadium in in the beautiful city <laughs> of L.A. Of <laughs> it's going to be electric. <laughs> Tease, you should, go, you should go to the game. What you doing Saturday? Six, probably I like, wanna... I'd say tickets are cheap, but then it's L.A., so inflation and all that, probably like $180 for the upper deck. I'm definitely going to go see Caleb at some point this year. I don't know if it's going to be this game, but I haven't seen Caleb yet. So I'm going to be over there to go see Caleb. Vivid seats on uh, on ESPN. It says tickets as low as $45 for the game. Hey, see, no I way. Can, I bet you day of I can get them tickets for $11. I, I might That's pull insane. Up. That's long so as they nasty. It long is as so they nasty. Don't play, long as they don't play at the same time as Texas, I might go I check them out. I can't even get a weekend. New Mexico State ticket for that. Like, that's What's insane. It's kind of close. What That's time why is I this said game? that. Because I also have a pay per view this week. Not 11. It was 13 when we looked, but it wasn't 11. I need to see what time this game is because there also is a USC pay per view this weekend, brother. And I, I it's need an to tap in. Game. Oh, no. That's that's going to be during the pay per view. That's not going to work. Oh, no. no. The pay per view might be early because they're not going to I don't I know see. what time y'all got going on over there. You know, time zones ain't you, my you strength, brother. Yeah. yeah, that's not what you do well. It's just a whole other world over there. Tennessee plays at Bama. Anybody giving Tennessee a chance to win this game? I think they have a chance to win this game. Even though I, I was very unimpressed be... with the oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He's picking Bama. I, I think it. 
he's definitely Bigger Bama. Yeah. Pablo, you know ball, brother. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Joe Milton might be the worst. <laughs> he was awful. He's so bad. He's going to make Jalen Monroe look like fucking Peyton Manning in this bitch. <laughs> He, he is disgusting. I've never seen so many terrible throws in the short game, in the deep game. Why is he out there? Honestly. Y'all know how many yards Joe Milton had this past week? How many? 100 even. See? Not everybody can do it. Boy, not everybody so can do it. Auburn, and you think so we're going to put money ball, on him? He can throw the ball 11 yards for 22. on one throw, and Bro, he had 90 yards total? Oh, Tennessee fans were like, look how far he could throw the ball. And that motherfucker throw that far every <laughs> pass. If it's a screen, if it's a slam, he throw that bitch 90 yards, bro. He is disgusting. What's, what's the line in this game man, uh, that you took Bama at? I think it's like so 10 glad or you asked. It was or eight. It was eight and a half earlier it looked, today. Yeah, it's, on, it's up to nine. I'm looking at it right now. I'd be yeah, scared. I no, think don't Bama's going to win the game, but I'd be scared of the margin. I think Bama's going to win this game by three. Did you see Texas A&M? The motherfuckers suck. <laughs> <laughs> they, they nasty as hell, bro. We ain't got to hype them up. They nasty. Tennessee can run the ball. Texas A&M can't run the ball. That, that was the difference That's a, of the game. Texas A&M, though, bro. Anybody can do that. that Tennessee, no Tennessee's defense is is pretty good though. So like if they can if they can just take away that deep ball, man, just don't let them hit the deep ball, and they will stay in the game. But uh, we'll see. And that goes for both ways, I guess. Because shit, that's all either one of them wants to that's do. That's all they're doing. They down there having a Pro Bowl fucking competition, just throwing their bitch yeah. down the field. Just well, I really fly. want you to have a pick on this next game. We got Clemson you got playing Jaylen at Milrow, Miami, and then you got Immobile Jalen Milrow. I mean, that's what you I'm got not down picking there. this game. <laughs> Why? Why? What do you think? A... Okay, just tell me what you think is going to happen. Clemson at Miami, huge game for the ACC. Uh, Clemson's obviously, you know, not the best team in the world. We've seen that enough, but Miami is on a two-game losing streak. Hmm. And if we get a three-game losing streak from Mario Cristobal, things are about to get very interesting with the Miami Hurricanes, I think. Very yeah. interesting. I don't know. The church community is really reinvigorated right now, so their prayer warriors might be up. So I'll say Clemson maybe. But I'm not watching it. I don't care. Both those programs stink. Who gives a shit? I think Clemson wins. Clemson wins. I trust Dabo more than I trust Mario. That's fair. I mean, Crystal Ball might be huff. That man is a Uh, three-point automatic factor. Him out there coaching. Him and Dan Lannon, you can go ahead and throw three-plus on that bitch. Yeah, just take three points off the board immediately. (laughs) One of them ain't going to The other motherfucker ain't going to (laughs) deal. Ole Miss plays at Auburn. Uh, what are you thinking now? Obviously, you almost hired Lane. There was some flirtation in the offseason. Now Lane is coming to Jordan Hare. Are you first of all? Are you going to this game? <laughs> what you think, brother? You already know. Uh, I'm in there. Okay, I knew you were going to the game. Got I'm it. in there. What are your thoughts? Um, it's it's good to be back home after a stinky show. I was hoping, like you know, the Georgia game. You keep it close. You hope to keep that momentum rolling. In hindsight, the bye week sucked. You know, because. You, you lost all of that, you know, and then you go on the road and then you just get smoked by one of the best offenses in the country and then just couldn't keep yep. pace. And then you just, it just was ugly. Um, but it's at home. And as we well know, I mean, you know, they can, they can keep things close around there. And I mean, the line is only six and a half. Like that's, I mean, I think that shows that what people think about Auburn Ole Miss might be the people... craziest like home road spread team in the country. Like, I mean, it's just it really is insane. I mean, it might be worth 17 points on the spread like Auburn playing on the road or at home. I'm not 
gonna play the music because I ain't gonna do it to my boy Pablo because y'all know oh, I like that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not saying anything. Yes, and you I are. I had to hurt my own child's feelings when she woke up and had to tell her War Eagle didn't win. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it at that. But you, you, you lie, you lie enough every day. You can lie to that little girl for her happiness, lies, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Look, y'all read between the lines. Um... This is so nasty. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it scares me because you obviously see what LSU just did, and then now you've got another pretty explosive offense coming in, even if they do go about handling things a little bit different. But fuck that get, bullshit. It is a machine. Auburn wins it is a machine. That's where I'm about to go with it. Auburn wins the game outright. Fuck Ole Miss. Auburn wins this football game outright. Fuck them. It's a Put nice it down. bounce Mark back it down. Auburn wins this football. Everybody's game. overlooking them like crazy. Like it's, I think it is the perfect bounce back spot to get that rebound. Robbie Ashford fucking Ole Miss. runs the Ole ball Miss in to get the win. Ole Miss can't guard anybody. Robbie Ashford, the Auburn offense, puts up 350 so yards of offense in this game. 200 <laughs> yards rushing. 100 oh, yards. 150 yards two rushing. Yeah, you said I'm with you. Rushing, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> And 13, it's Ole Miss the worst top 13 team I've ever seen. Like, that's they just, it's flashy. It's amazing. It's flashy, and, you know, it looks good. And granted, they, you know, they, they're, they got a good coach. They got a good offensive scheme. They got some nice pieces, but, like, no. Nope. I refuse if to go. Jackson Dart played for Auburn, We've he won won like Paige Storm, brother. Get Bro, they beat, they've beat us at Auburn once in the last 20 years. Fuck Ole Miss. They've lost six of the last seven. I ain't care. I don't care about last year and where the programs are headed right now. I ain't worried about all that. <laughs> Nasty. Absolutely disgusting. They're still below us. They're still below us in the in the talent composite rankings. Like even still, like in this shitty team that we've got right now, they're still below us. Because it's Ole Miss. Ole Miss fucking sucks. And I'm tired of acting like they're good. Every year we come in here and do this shit and they never do anything. Give it up. Give it up. Auburn's winning this football game. Blah. I can't believe you're saying this. I'm I just telling you, read between the lines. I... Now, we if I said got... I wasn't worried about it, I'd be lying. But I'm going to go, so I might, as well, <laughs> I might as well just lean into it and be convicted in that. You know? South Carolina plays at Mizzou. This is a very interesting game because South Carolina is spiraling. Things are not going well for them. But Spitler Rattler keeps Another playing Another team well, I'm tired of pretending is that... good coming into every year. Oh, South Carolina. Their coach broke his foot ever. because he got mad and kicked something. So, kicked the TV. Yeah, we're out on South Carolina. Mizzou go, Mizzou's going to win that game. Also, uh, Evan's not here. He's ran away from. He ran to Greece to get away from football pain. They play Cincy <laughs> this weekend. I have no idea who's winning this game. I have no idea who's winning this game. Texas Tech sent Baylor to another continent. Texas Tech sent Evan to another continent. He still has not come back. That's insane, bro. Hold on. They, Can I tell y'all we got something from Evan? Oh, go ahead. Oh, let's go. Y'all ready? He yeah. about to be telling lies. I don't This is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're man. asking him about losing Evan. to Texas Tech. From all... We have he nothing from Evan. Evan. He told me I Texas Tech, he, the Texas game was huge. And then they got blasted by Texas Tech, and he still got to count for that on this podcast. And that I can't wait to ask him about it. Two bears that hasn't been. We we literally had to check on Evan to make sure he was alive, brother. That fan base is done. <laughs> we thought we thought somebody took him out on the Greek coast, and we had to get we had to get photo photo proof like a like a terrorist negotiation to make sure yeah. he was still alive. He size of life. <laughs> yes, nasty. Give it to us. But that's that's all we got. Uh, that's our week eight preview. Uh, we oh, did no our, our, play, brother. 
Oh, Texas. I, I, we don't have to preview <laughs> oh. this, but Texas plays at Houston. You're right. If we can't beat Houston, then it was all a fraud and it was all a sham anyway. I, we got we were able to use the bye week to get refocused, recharged, get a little healthier, and it's time to destroy the back nine of of, of the of the course, as they let's say. Let's just hope. Let's just hope he got that Texas Tech Red Raider out his blood before he before coming into this game. He, listen, I think Donovan Smith, them. Donovan Smith, don't scare me, brother. I, I respect what they did. That's gonna be a nasty we did, line if we lose. We needed West Virginia to lose a game at some point, so I'm glad that Houston got that out the way early, and I respect their service. I love Loser Houston's the city, game. but we coming to town to take over, and uh, we gonna we gonna put the smackdown on U of H. We are gonna put the smackdown on Dana, and that it, it is far is Houston from Austin? About two and a half hours. Oh damn, that's farther than I thought. Yeah, about two and a half hours. Dang, that's crazy. Um, yeah, we obviously alluded to the LSU a little bit earlier. Um, shout out Marcus, congrats on the dub, SMD, and uh, nobody <laughs> no fucking Marcus. How many losses they got? Why would we congratulate a loser, brother? We need to be talking about the Jalen Daniels highs in the campaign because if you beat a loser, you're still a winner for one week. <laughs> that's true. Facts. That is true. That's all I got for y'all, bros. All right. Well, Good talk. since that's all that we got, I guess we can go ahead and get out of here, right? No. Not yet. Oh, shit. A week ago, two weeks ago, these sorry motherfuckers beat us. And I'm still not over that shit. Oklahoma loses outright to UCF. Stop playing around, bro. No, they don't. <laughs> Have you watched UCF, bro? Oh, no. Hold on. Stop the music, though, for a second. UCF stop lost it, to it. Baylor. I'm going to tune it down. Okay, kill it. Yeah, because uh, we we forgot last week, and we almost forgot oh, this message week. Oh, Message Board Geniuses. Our, our, bros, our bros and gal over at Message Board Geniuses doing a little cross-promo with those cats over there. And, yeah, there have been some good ones. But then I was looking up just to see if there, which ones have been posted since, like, this afternoon. And there is a hilarious one from Kentucky. Their hot board coach, <laughs> the hot board that they want, number one on the list, <laughs> the man that I can totally see going to fucking Kentucky, Deion Don't Sanders. Urban Meyer. Deion oh Sanders. Like, if you, I mean, imagine man? being a fan, imagine being a fan and then you're at Kentucky and you really think you could put Deion on your top of your fucking hot board. That's Shut insane. up, Kentucky fans. Deion is not also, coming to Lexington. I got some shit to say to Mr. Soups over there because when Georgia beat them, he said, you know, Georgia got more money and they bought all these recruits. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And that's cool. That makes perfect sense. But Mizzou don't got more money and didn't buy more recruits, and they beat the dog shit out of you. So now what's the excuse, Stoops? Please give me another excuse. You're not getting fucking Deion Sanders, Kentucky. Stop the bullshit, bro. Stop the cat, man. And why are y'all still hiring? Uh, y'all still need to get rid of Coach Cal. He stinks. He's a fraud. I know it's not basketball season yet, but Coach Cal's a fraud. And he is still your basketball coach. Don't talk to me about Deion Sanders. Please, bros. Please. I feel and like there's a lot of good ones this week because there was one also that was earlier today that was talking about Dabo having little peen syndrome. Yes, I saw that one. Yeah, that was funny. Desmond the one Howard uh, said big penis energy. Big penis energy. <laughs> Got that big penis energy. <laughs> there was, that was another one from – There was Very another message segment. board genius one that I can't find, and I feel like I tagged that account. So yesterday – Yesterday was a hilarious one because it was another hot board and A and M number one on their hot board, Kirby Smart. They're gonna steal him from Georgia. 
What's the speed limit like really... over in Texas A&M? And yeah, Denver Harris true. is no longer on the team, so I don't think that Kirby's not attracted to wanting to go there anymore. Yep. Yep. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, y'all check out Message Board Geniuses. Um, check out their pod as well. They do some good stuff over there. And, and if you are a Penn State fan and Penn State wins this weekend, please add this account because we will bring you on to talk your shit because we are all Penn State fans today. We all want Penn Actually, State Actually, we cook. should get uh, Jake that does the podcast with Jay. He's a Penn State fan. We could get him on if they win. We'll do we, it. If, we, if they win, we need to bring him on and talk we'll that shit. Let him talk Penn his State, shit. We are Penn please. State. Please, Penn we State. We are the Penn dudes. State. All of us. Please. Penn State is such a nasty program. <laughs> Ohio State is a nasty program. We don't give a fuck about I'm not going to lie. I football. cracked up when you said Ryan Day was going to dig up Joe Pa just to ask where he was. Yeah. <laughs> Joe pa. I want to know where Joe Pa is right now. Where's Joe because pa? he said. What the fuck? Fuck you, Ryan. Like, bitch ass. Right? Bitch ass boy. Subscribe. Review. Leave some reviews. You know, I like reading those. Just read them. Leave a few. Leave reviews. They can be fake reviews. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Like that. Do not pick Auburn. (laughs) Auburn will win. War fucking Eagle. Not do that. War fucking Eagle. Oh damn, teacher said out.